You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travcon. Welcome to the Travel Nursing and Allied Life podcast. Today, we bring you the Exhibitor Minute, and with me is Sherry Daniel, the owner of Gypsy Insurance Solutions. Sherry is a night shift labor and delivery RN with over 25 years of experience in the insurance industry and understands the unique needs of the traveler. So she really is ideal to give us a sense of what health insurance options are out there. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Thank you for having me. So I'm curious, how did you even start Gypsy Insurance Solutions? Where did the whole story begin? Well, in another life, when I was in my 20s, I sold health insurance for a living. Had no idea I would ever become a nurse. In my 30s, I had my children, was a stay-at-home mom, and through my own labor and delivery experience, I realized I wanted to help other women in their labor experience. So I went back to nursing school, and nine years ago, I graduated nursing school and worked my way into labor and delivery. And as my youngest approached high school graduation two years ago, I thought, awesome, now it's time for me to travel. And when I started looking into traveling, the first thing I noticed was the complications of health insurance for travel nurses. And because I have this vast experience selling health insurance and I know the market so well, I thought maybe I was being sent a signal that instead of traveling, I should work part-time as a L&D nurse, which is what I do, and spend the rest of my time with Gypsy Insurance Solutions, helping travelers figure out their health insurance needs. That's fantastic. And to be able to juggle both, you really understand what it's like. There's a lot of travelers out there that have side businesses, side gigs. And, you know, one of the most important ones is being able to find insurance when you're a traveler. So what insurance options are out there for travelers right now? There's a few options. And I I like to say they all have their pluses and minuses. There's no perfect option at all for anyone anymore. Um, people who are my age remember when there was good insurance. That doesn't exist anymore. It, it's unless maybe you're working full-time for a hospital and they happen to have a good plan. But these days, not even all hospitals have good plans. So right now, the way things stand, you have pretty much four options. Option one, you take the insurance through your travel company. And for some people, that's the perfect solution. Option two is Obamacare or the marketplace, whatever you prefer to call that, which again is a good option for some. Option three is private market insurance, which is what I do. And then option four is a combination of all of the above. You take the insurance with your travel company for the three months you have your contract. You want to take a month off between contracts. You you grab a temporary insurance policy for the 30-day gap. And then when you start your new contract, you start back with whatever travel company you're with. So where I come into play is helping people look at those options, helping them decipher which one might be best for them, and then kind of helping to piece together the puzzle. When you say the temporary insurance in between assignments, is that specifically COBRA or are there other options other than COBRA that you can pick? COBRA is an option, but as most of you are aware, COBRA is a very, very expensive option. There are policies. The most popular one is through United Health. I actually am a representative of that particular plan. 
that will offer you very simply, you go online, you fill out a very quick application. And as soon as you hit submit the next morning, you're covered and you pick the number of days you need coverage for anywhere up to three years, um, which doesn't sound that temporary at, at the three year mark. Most people take it for three months, six months, nine months, 30 days. The negative of travel insurance, excuse me, of temporary insurance is that it is just that, it's temporary. Anything you've been treated for in the past is pre-existing and not covered. And then should you cancel the temporary insurance, take insurance through your travel company for three months and God forbid develop a pre-existing condition, it will not be covered the next time you apply. So pre-existing conditions when you're applying on the open marketplace is a very important consideration. They are. And even something I've heard as simple as a, a documented high blood pressure suddenly puts mm -hmm. you in that category. Anything you have been treated for in the past 24 months, by most policy definitions, each insurance company has their own definition. Generically, anything, high blood pressure, um, hypothyroid, anything that you've been treated for in the past 24 months is pre-existing the first 12 months. Okay. So pre-existing, when you say, have you been treated for, if you just happen to have a high blood pressure at a, uh, a checkup, but you're not treated for it and there's nothing going on, that's, is that considered a pre-existing condition? Gray area. Um, I'm not an underwriter and I'm not a claims administrator. I would say if it was a one-time reading and you could go back to the doctor and get another blood pressure where it, it's on record, that it, that it came down. Cause let's face it. A lot of us have white coat syndrome. Exactly. And do have that high blood pressure in front of the doctor. But I believe if, if it's something you haven't been treated for, you have a really fighting, good fighting chance. Uh, if your doctor said, don't worry about this in general, you probably don't have to worry about this. Okay, good. So, yeah. Um, now that is not the case with Obamacare or with taking coverage through your employer. Right, because there, there no the pre-existing conditions don't apply. Correct. Okay, that's good. Correct. And it's good to see that hasn't changed yet, but give it time. Thank God. Uh, how much should a traveler expect to pay for insurance and what might affect the rates? Through a travel company, again, this is not something I sell, but I've seen rates with a travel company be as little as free if you're single to as much as five, six, $700 a month. And of course, what else would affect the rate through your travel company is, are you just covering yourself or are you covering your family as well? Through an open market policy, again, talking single, that's age dependent. So if you're in your 20s or 30s, you're probably going to get away with, for a complete full top end package, maybe in the high ones, low 200s. If you're older, it's going to be more. I've quoted people as little as 150 a month for a full package. I've quoted people as high as over a thousand a month when it's, you know, a couple in their fifties with two children. And it, it unfortunately it does become age-based. The nice thing with the policy I sell is it locks you in at the age you're at. So if you sign oh, up at 49, even though there is usually a pretty decent price increase at 50, you will not be affected by that because you locked in at your age. And how long would that lock-in hold for as long as you hold the policy? As long as you pay for that policy. If you decide to cancel it and come back on board, you're going to get hit as a new policy. The other thing that's going to affect your rates is obviously your health. If you have a lot of pre-existing conditions with some policies, you would get denied. 
with other policies, you would be rated up. And it really all depends on which carrier you're looking at. So that's where having somebody like me, even if you don't buy a policy from me, even if you just use me for my knowledge, who can look at your options with you and say, you know, based on your situation, your best, your best scenario is to take insurance through your travel company. There have been times where I've had the nurse who has the pre-existing condition take insurance through the travel company and I've written husband and kids separately. Oh, so wow. there's okay. a lot of things people don't think about that you can use as options to keep your insurance costs mildly under control. For sure. And does it matter what state you have as your home? Does that change things at all? That's, that's a very important question and something I definitely wanted to hit upon. Anytime you look at a policy, a very important thing to look at is, does it cover you nationwide? You're a travel nurse. You can yes. be in Wisconsin this week, California in three months, and New York three months after that. So you need to be sure that the policy covers you everywhere you're going to go. And that's something, if you're going to look into Obamacare, that's the first thing I tell people to look into. Make sure you find a policy that covers you nationwide. Through your travel company, you should be, I would assume, and again, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. but you should be covered nationwide. And the policy I sell, there are about five or six states we don't write in. So New York is one of them. I think most people who live in New York know that they're an impossible state to get in coverage to get coverage for. But let's say you live in Florida, where I live, and I write you a policy, but you take an assignment in New York, you're covered. Okay. Okay. So you just have to be certain of that. And there are ways to get around. Like if you're a New York travel nurse and you're on a three-month assignment in Los, Los Angeles and you have an address in California and the day I write you, you're technically living in California, we can write you a policy that you would can do cover you that. when you get back home. You can do that. So even if you're- As long as you actually have that address and that's where you're living at the time. At the time. Okay. So say you, uh, you find the perfect state to apply for insurance. Say you're in California, you apply, and then you go back home or you have a residence somewhere else. You're, you're saying that doesn't affect- At your... least on the plan I sell, you're covered nationwide once you're covered. Regardless if your residence changes. Correct. Nice. That's really good Correct. to know. Another question is, when you're looking at the health insurance policies, there's a number of things. One of them you've already covered. What states does it cover? Does it cover all states? Things like that. I'm sure there's other things like PPO, HMO, ER visits. What are some of the things that you would suggest travelers really take close note of when they're trying to compare policies? I would make sure that you can go to any doctor or hospital that you want to. Because let's just say you're, again, I'm going to pick on California. You're in California and you're working at ABC Hospital and something happens to you. You're just going to want to walk down. You're either going to want to go to one of the doctors you've met while you're working there, or you're going to just go down to their ED. Now, most policies are going to cover you for emergencies. But sometimes what we consider an emergency and what an insurance company considers an emergency are two different things. A UTI is not an emergency. Um, a broken arm is. So it's very important to make sure you have the nationwide coverage. It's very important to make sure you have a plan that will let you go to any doctor and any hospital you want to go to. It's a beautiful benefit if the plan does have a PPO network. And if you choose to go inside that PPO network, now you save money 
less money out of your pocket, but that still allows you to go to any doctor or any hospital you want. And that just brought up one other thing in my mind. The plans that I sell do have unlimited free Teladoc. If that was my next you, question. <laughs> Teladoc is amazing if you are a traveler. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just say that we talk and we determine that the best plan for you to be on is the one through your travel company and it has no Teladoc. I do have a few standalone options where you could purchase that Teladoc along with some other benefits like dental discounts or things like that, that actually make it really worth the money where you would at least still be able to purchase that Teladoc option. So you have a standalone Teladoc option. That is so uh, It's helpful. not so much a standalone Teladoc. It's a standalone. I have two different ways to get you Teladoc. My favorite one is actually a health savings account, which is very similar to the savings accounts you had when you worked, where you put in a certain amount of money each month. It grows exponentially. So the plan I sell doubles your money after 35 months. So if you put in $5,000, 35 months from now, you have 10,000. You can only spend that on medical, but it also comes with free Teladoc. So first of all, where are you going to double your money in three months, in three years? The HSA plan, and I did that quite a few years ago, it works best if you're young and healthy, or if you don't anticipate accessing a lot of healthcare. And it worked well for us because we were, and it's true. If you're not, if you're able to not use it, it will double. If you're somebody that does use it a lot, or you need a lot of frequent visits or, or, or surgery coming up, it's not your best option, but I still have money in my HSA account years down the road that I can use use toward medical expenses. Sure. Yeah. Cover a high deductible cover an unexpected expense. The one I sell is not a true HSA because those are only available through employers. I sell something called a health savings account, which I realize is still HSA, but it's, it's, a, it's a different type of plan. It's actually, I think, called health matching account. It's, it's a private plan. So you use it to supplement. You don't use it as your insurance. You use it as a supplement, a good way to save money, maybe take a higher deductible and feel comfortable with it because you know you've got this money in savings. It also, the one I sell, not only comes with free Teladoc, it allows you to pay for elective procedures, which most HSAs don't. So if you decide to have cosmetic surgery or LASIK, it will cover that. The other option I have for Teladoc is a little discount plan that gives you discount dental, vision, chiropractic, some discount tests. It gives you a really good healthcare navigator and bill negotiator, which comes free in my other plans, but it also comes with Teladoc. Now I bought my HSA plan through something called HSA bank. Mm -hmm. They were, and it had nothing to do with my employer because I was a traveler at the time. And I wanted to have my own standalone insurance. I was young. I didn't anticipate a lot. And I was able to use that for elective surgery. I also at the time, but my my deductible was quite low. It was 2,500 at the time. And since then it's gone up quite high. What are the typical high deductible uh, levels right now if you were to go into a plan like that? Well, if you go, I have no control over what the um, deductibles are through employers, through travel companies. I do know that through Obamacare, most most deductibles start in the $6,000 range and go up from there on most Obamacare plans. I'm not an expert on Obamacare. Um, I have maybe a little bit more knowledge than most, but I do not claim to be an Obamacare expert. 
I always make sure that if I, if, if, if I speak with somebody and we determine that's their best route, I take it upon myself to find the best rep to help them. Right. Um, but I'm not and, that person. And that 6,000, just uh, to see if it's the same, was is still a calendar year? Yes. Yeah. So that's the one dangerous thing with that is if you have something happen in November and then you have something again that happens in January, you're beholden. It's not a rolling 12 month year. It's a calendar year still. That's unfortunate. Okay. It it is. It's, um, you know, people have to remember that insurance companies, we hate this, but insurance companies, whether it's private insurance, whether it's Obamacare, whether it's through your company, they're in business to make money. And they mm-hmm. don't make money paying claims. I mean, the reason I wake up two days a week and put on scrubs and go put my 12 hours in at the hospital is partially for benefits. Yes. Um, a lot of us do. And if you, and I'm not just talking about the benefits we get through the hospital. My husband also works. Most of the money I make nursing goes toward insurance of some type or another, be it car insurance, life insurance, homeowners insurance. Mm-hmm. We joke all the time that if we didn't carry insurance, I could be unemployed and sitting on the beach all day. Absolutely. But, being a responsible adult, we have all this insurance, which costs a fortune. And then when you need it, you know, I, I swear there's somebody at every insurance company who, 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 in, who their entire job is just to say no, which is why it's nice to have an agent, which is what I am. I'm just an independent insurance agent, kind of as a middle layer to, to make that phone call and say, hey, what's going on here? Well, that um, was my next question is if somebody purchases a policy through you, can they continue to have you as someone to call and ask questions? Hey, I got this bill in the mail. What is this about? How do I go about fixing it? That sort of thing? Definitely. I tell everybody who buys from me to put my phone number in their cell phone, but to please remember I'm also a nurse. So I promise I'll always get back to you within 12 hours. But you know, I'm a labor and delivery nurse. There are times my hands are at places where I can't get to a phone. <laughs> I will always get back to you though. Right. And even if you don't buy from me, keep me as a resource. Call me. I'm happy to help. Um, it, it's just information I've gleaned over the years. And I will be the first one when I don't know something to say, I don't know, but maybe I can help you find the person who does. That's really good to know. And I did a, a traveler minute with someone a few months ago, and they are also a nurse, an ER nurse, and they help sell Medicare insurance and help be a guide for those who are heading into the Medicare side of it. And you think, oh, I'll just become eligible for whatever's available, but it's not the case. There's quite a few decisions to make along the way and what's best for you. So it's nice to know that there's some people out there that can help guide us through these stages of what we need. I can tell you that even after 30 years in the insurance industry, I could write on my pinky nail how much I know about Medicare. It's a whole new marketplace. It is. So yeah, it's very important when you're reaching 65 to get in touch with somebody could, who could help guide you through those decisions yes. as well. Really nice to have someone on your side. It is. It is. You exhibited with us in 2019 mm-hmm. and then we all had to take a pass in 2020 and you're coming back this year, excited to Can't have wait. you back in the exhibit hall. And not only that, you're also doing a presentation on health insurance and you're going to get a little bit more in depth than what we're doing here and really gives some good details. We also have another medical health insurance uh, exhibitor that will be coming to TravCon this year. They're called U.S. Mm -hmm. Health Advisors. So you have a couple of options at the conference to find uh, some some sources for your health insurance if you need it between assignments or instead of your, your health insurance that you get through the company. 
how does someone find you? How do travelers find you? What, what's your website? GypsyInsuranceSolutions.com. So just www.GypsyInsuranceSolutions.com. I should also be able to be located through the TravCon site. Yes, you are on the exhibitor site. You're up there with all your information. Thank you so much. We'll also include your website in the comments below with the podcast. Thank you for taking the time and set aside to share your knowledge with us. And we look forward to seeing you at TravCon. Cannot wait to see everyone in September. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at TravCon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.